It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, uh, and uh, welcome aboard. It's time to recap the games from week four in high school football. And I'm going to tell you what, Brady Beaton, I'm going to have a lot of nice things to say about the Marysville Vikings. And I'm going to have a lot of nice things to say about the North Branch Broncos. Dennis, in large part, except for maybe an exception or two, for the last couple of weeks, including uh, tonight, the teams we've kind of put a challenge out there for and said, all right, let's see you make the next step, they really have. They really, really have. I mean, Marysville, we all picked against them. And, Dennis, they, you, you said to me uh, when we were talking after the games, that was the best game you've seen post-2020. Yeah, since the the group with Singleton and Lee, where they had the really good uh, team yeah. uh, there, uh, I have not seen them play, not last year or so far this year, a game like that. They were ready to play uh, tonight, and uh, maybe Lamphere took them lightly. They won't take them lightly again. No, no, and North Branch, the word I'll use is methodical and efficient is uh, with their win over Almont, but we, we have to talk about this. We believe that Brendan Hazen later tonight was the first 11-man player, or maybe any player, to break a thousand yards, and he did it in under a hundred carries. We'll talk about that more, but Dennis, that's just stupid. Yeah, he had a huge game for a huge win for Mooney. Huge monkey off the back of uh, Cardinal Mooney with a uh, a big win tonight at Shrine. And uh, after uh, looking at the uh, scores uh, again from the Mac Blue. Uh, the Crosstown Showdown next week is probably for the Blue Championship probably. between PH and Northern. It, it would take a catastrophe in weeks six and seven for this one not to decide <laughs> who's going to win more this than league. A catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And the Mac Blue's making me choke. It. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'd rather choke than, than pick another Mac Blue team. Like, I, I know our, our Port Huron teams are good. But, Dennis, have you ever seen a Mac Blue this down? Well, I'm just going to tell you, Lance Cruz North, who had like a, what, a two-season losing streak? Yeah. Uh, beat Mott tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's... who was the idiot who thought Mott would beat PH yeah, a week who, ago? Who, who made that? Because it won me. By no, the way, it... I'm rolling in my picks, and I'm not disappointed in my one loss this week because way to go, Marysville. It's a big win. We're going to talk about all that coming up in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 850 7520. 
Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Garrett Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with Dennis and Brady, and uh, we are uh, set. So let's uh, just get it rolling. We'll start at uh, the uh, Port Huron Area School District. PH was on the road tonight, uh, Brady. They went down to Frazier, and down goes Frazier. 49-13. to 13. So since week one, the Big Reds, uh, let me do some uh, quick uh, math here because, as always, I'm not prepared. 138 <laughs> points in their last three night. games. Yeah, and they've done everything we've wanted since a, frankly, dreadful week one performance. Good for them. And next week's going to be a lot of fun. We didn't get stats from this game, but 49-13 probably wasn't ever a ball game. No, yeah. And now they're three and one and two and oh in league play. And they get Sterling Heights and Lance Cruz North. I'm not quite sure in what order those two games I didn't look. What was, but what those was are the, the op- two it's those the are the two games after they play Northern. What order did Northern play them in? Mott and Sterling Heights? 
No, Northern plays Mott still. Oh, it was – who was it? Lance Cruz North, then Sterling Heights, yeah. right? Because they flipped the league schedule, so it's Sterling yeah. Heights, yeah, then Lance basically. Cruz North. So, I, I mean, the, the, the basically for the Big Reds, as far as the blue is concerned, beat Northern, you're going to win the blue. Yeah. And, Dennis, let me ask you this question. Had Port on High not scheduled Grand Rapids Catholic Central week one? Let's say they cross over with Warren Woods Tower and they get the win 35 to 12. Probably be worse than that. Let's just say for argument's sake, they win by multiple scores. What are we saying about the Big Reds right now if they don't play the defending D5 champs? We're probably, uh, they're probably higher up in our poll and we're probably giving them a lot more respect. But that's, you know where all this, this stuff comes in. That's why I, I say it every week. Got to throw that first one out because, again, they, they're playing a, a team that is like playing a small college program. Um, and they did things that you knew they weren't going to do all season long. Well, you, you hope they wouldn't do. Um, you're not going to – if a kid's snapping the ball like that, you're not going to keep him in there. No. You're going to find somebody that can but, do it. Until the kid works out whatever issue whatever issue they had in week one, forget about it because since they've been rolling and each week their defense is giving up less and less. Yeah, because week one was a catastrophe. Week two, they beat a bad East Point team. So you're going, okay, you have one week of good and one week of bad. What's the next week? The next week was good, and then week four was even better. So they're showing what the team really is and what they can be. And it's setting up a really, really fun Crosstown Showdown because, unsurprisingly, Northern won, and unsurprisingly, it was never close. And, and they're now 4-0 after a 43-8 win over Sterling Heights. Jacob Kerrigan uh, caught two of the three uh, Dylan Bloink touchdown passes, plus I think Bloink rushed for a couple of touchdowns in the game. So he yep. continues to have... Just a, a great season. By far and away, this is his best season so far. Absolutely, and he's been involved in a ton of touchdowns. Next week is the big test Yeah, because I don't think they've played a playoff. Well, Lakeshore might make the playoffs because I don't think the gold's that good either. No, and Lakeshore's actually been better since losing to Northern in week They one. have, but if you look at the teams they've beaten too, but Lakeshore might be a playoff team. But besides that, there's not a lot of super quality teams on Northern's schedule. So next week's going to tell you a lot about the Huskies. You hope that, well, it's the golden age of the Crosstown Showdown. It's going to be a one-possession game. Usually is, and, and yeah, for, for the last half what? decade. Yeah, five last five years the games have just been last between like these five teams. years or seven matchups or something like yeah, that. Because there's been a couple playoff games in there, and might then, be another one this year. Absolutely, it's just Northern's good, but the question is how good? Because I think if you, if you ask them, they haven't been truly tested yet. They really haven't, and sometimes like you, you want to get that test in because then you end up going through the motions. I don't think anyone goes through the motions crosstown showdown week, especially since Port here on high has picked things up going into this week. Three games at Memorial for the Huskies, and they've gone over 40 points in all of them. Their worst showing was 41. Yeah. And they get another, four they had the, two more block punts this week. Yeah, which so, makes at least five total. At least five. Which, granted, the fifth one's 
weren't necessarily they drew it was Dennis, you might have blocked some of those. Well, I'm punts. just I'm just telling you, when you make a team stop punting because it's that bad. Yes. You're, you're it, doing something if right. If they hand you a blocked punt on a platter, you take the blocked punt and you say thank you very much mm-hmm. because there are teams that we've seen that don't do that. And that's the sign of a good team and yeah. being a big boy is you take everything you are given. Anything else on the two-port here on teams, Dennis, besides? They, they, they won 92-21 to 21 tonight combined. And that's what we expected. Yeah. I mean, come on. What else? What else could we ask for for these two teams? And I'm a little jealous of you getting to do the Crosstown Showdown next week. This is a, this is a good year for me to get it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, like I said, golden age of this rivalry. And we'll, we'll spend probably a half hour on this game next week yeah. at some point. But That'll be the big mushroom cloud uh, well, coming out of port here on well, next Friday night. We're going to have one to the north and one to the south because, Dennis, like you said in the intro, Marysville's played their best game in two years tonight. Yeah, they they beat Lampfear thirty eight to twenty four, and I'm not even sure it was that close. Um, Lampfear scored first. They got a big kickoff return, set up a short touchdown drive, and then after that, the uh, the Vikings scored the next thirty points in this football game. Let's start with the highlights. So second and two from the six, we'll call it. Robinette and Coleman out wide to the uh, left. Hernandez to the right end of the line. Doesn't motion this time. Running with Ward straight ahead. He's got a first down, and he dances his way towards the goal line, and he's into the end zone for a Lampfear touchdown. Ward scores on a six-yard run, and Lampfear takes advantage of the good kick return, and they strike quickly in this one with 9.13 to go in the first. They lead it 6-0, pending the extra point. So the Vikings are close. They need a yard to... Answer that Lampfear score. LaValle will bring them up. McKinney and Sakuchi are the backs this time. Corbett and Laubert out to the right. LaValle will hand it to McKinney straight ahead, and he'll bulldog his way into the end zone for a Viking touchdown. McKinney scores from a yard out to cut it to 8-6, to six, pending the extra point here with 4.57 to go in the first quarter. Coleman had a huge... Return, and they are kicking it his way. They drive him back, though, this time. He'll start from his own one-yard line. Up ahead to the 5, to the 10, 15. He's hit. The ball comes loose. Scramble for it. It's still loose. Vikings think they have it at about the 16. Waiting for a signal here from the officials. Vikings football. A big hit on Coleman, who is running it out from the 1. And he ran right into a blue jersey and lost the ball at his own 17. And it'll be first down Vikings at the Rams' 17-yard line. Again, McKinney and Corbett out wide to the right with Donaldson and Sakuchi in the backfield. Lavalley gives it to Sakuchi. He's got room to the 10. Splits two tacklers. He's into the end zone for a Viking touchdown. On fourth and 11, they ran the little counter right back up the middle, and Sakuchi takes it 18 yards for a score. And the Vikings take the lead. 3.16 to go here in the first. Donaldson and Sakuchi, the backs, receiver to each side. Johnson is off to the right, Corbett to the left. Lavalley taking his time. Because the Vikings don't want to leave a lot of time on the uh, clock if they get a late score here. Now LaValle under center, ready to go. 
Gives it to Sakuchi again. He's inside the five. Still on his feet to the goal line. He's into the end zone for a Viking touchdown. Carter Sakuchi already to 100 yards tonight with 2.24 to go here in the first half. It's 22 to 8, Marysville pending the extra point. They're up 22 to 8 right now and threatening for more. Lavalley, first down and more. Snakes through. He's into the end zone for a Viking touchdown. Five yards for Noah Lavalley, and another Viking score gives them a 28 8 lead. Pending the extra point here with 8.47 to go in the third. Corbett split way out wide to the right here on first and 15. They're keeping it on the ground, though. And there's a big hole, and Sakuchi goes flying through it. And 27 yards later, he's into the end zone for a Viking touchdown. And Sakuchi continues to pile up the big numbers tonight. And six seconds into the fourth, Marysville's up 36-16. They will concede, and it'll be a very, very nice win for Marysville tonight. Folks, this is just what the doctor ordered for this Marysville team. They're going to take it 38-24. to They've got to drop to a knee one more time. They will do that. And that is the ball game. So the Vikings win it 38-24 to afterwards. I didn't even ask Derek Meyer a question. He just started talking. It's, uh, you know, we got to beat more than just the bronze team, so that was good. First first drive, you know, slow start, you know, good kick return. He got a nice high kick, but it hung up there too high with coverage. So after that, we adjusted. We uh, saw where they're at. We, know, we knew their reads really well, and they didn't adjust um, defensively uh, that much, straight up. 5-3, really, 5-2. Uh, started blitzing here and there as, as far as a, on the strong side or away from backer. So the kids really came together, and, you know, we kept kept drives on the ground, kept the ball control, and were able to eat up the clock, got up to a nice score. So, you know, we, we got a new kicker out here. We were working on our kicking game, so he really nice, got one in the end zone on a kickoff, and then defense really stepped up. Good team tackling. Excellent reads, excellent pass coverage. You see the MAC teams, and when they run a two by two or three by one, you know they're they're going to try beating you on the big pass. And I thought we covered that well. Thought they covered a lot of things well tonight. Uh, think he was what, excited was for the win. Yeah, I think so. I mean, was it flawless? Were they perfect? No. Are you ever? But they were really solid. I I was worried about this Lamphere team before I saw them, and then they walked out on the field. They're big Brady they're way bigger than Marysville but they couldn't handle the Vikings speed and I know the offense scored another 38 points and Marysville was averaging 34 a game coming in so the offense has been a big thing they ran the ball down Lamphere's throat they had uh, 296 I had them for 296 Sakuchi 168 yards and three touchdowns but you know what the Marysville defense was really good tonight. Most of what Lamphere got in the passing game, they got at the end. Um, they, they threw a 30-yard touchdown pass at the end of the game that inflated their their stats. Marysville held them to 32 yards rushing on 17 carries. They had six tackles for loss. That's really promising, Dennis. And I think this was the team that we wanted the most to step up because – 
They they had the moral victories. They fought against Almont. They fought against South Lake, but they lost. They didn't just beat Lamphere. They kind of pimp smacked them, didn't they? They did. They throttled them. Yeah. So let me ask you this. You saw the Almont game. What made their defense better now in week four than it was in week one? What made their offense a little more explosive in week four than week one? And maybe Almont's better than Lamphere, but Marysville's obviously taking a stride forward. I think Almont is quicker than Lamphere and could match Marysville's speed. Again, Lamphere was bigger on both sides of the ball but they couldn't deal with Marysville, the, the defenders for Marysville. Marysville has a small front uh, on the defensive line for the most part. And those guys were getting into the backfield easily, easily um, tonight. Uh, and then on the other side, I mean, Sakuchi's just way too fast. He was way too fast for those guys. And they opened holes for him, and he just shoots through them. He doesn't need much of a gap. No, he's a, he's a smart runner. You know, and then the the one area where Marysville does have a little bit of, uh, of beef are guys like McKinney and guys like Donaldson, and they were good tonight. Donaldson, ten carries for sixty yards. I don't think I said Mitch's name more than once in the Almont game in, in Week One. So clearly, Jack Hurley was another kid. I didn't call him until the fourth quarter in mop up time. He had seventeen yards tonight for Marysville in you know. Limited uh, carries. And McKinney, they used more as a tight end and a receiver tonight than they did in the backfield, and he still had a rushing touchdown. Uh, He had another carry on a third and short that got him a big first down, and he caught a couple of passes for 21 uh, yards. And LaValle threw a 32-yard pass to Corbett uh, the one time they went deep. So it it was just a really nice design tonight for Marysville and... Yeah, they were up 30-8 to eight, uh, early in the, the third quarter, and that's really the kind of game that it was. And when I saw it was 8 nothing early, you know, you can't tell the feel of the game from a, a tweet. And well, I, I thought they were in trouble. Oh, yeah, I went, uh-oh, that's not good. Because um, it was quick. It was a, a kickoff return to the 27. That uh, Actually, I thought the kid was going to score, and somebody made a – touchdown saving tackle at the 27 and then they drove right in and uh, a a six-yard run where the kid got into the end zone nobody put a hand on him and I'm like "Uh uh-oh is is you know there's 9 13 to go in the first quarter then they scored a two-point conversion again nobody put a hand on the kid Mm -hmm. and you're like gee ain't nothing that easy like are they gonna have to score 70 to win this game and then Marysville marched right back down the field really nice drive they scored and then the fumble on the kickoff, so they, they scored 16 points in a minute and 41 there at the end of the first quarter, and that really changed the atmosphere of the game, and everybody was pumped. Senior night. so it was, <laughs> Week four. There, there was a big crowd. They're on the road a lot, I guess. I think they only have one more home game, right? Yeah. And that's homecoming against St. Clair. Yeah, so I mean – it it was a big crowd, and at that point, when they were up sixteen to eight, it kind of got supercharged, you know. And they just they they were very confident, and and sometimes I, I look at Marysville over the last season and a half as being like kind of a a fragile team ego wise. Like when things go bad, 
they maybe get a little too down on themselves and, mm-hmm. and, and don't realize that they've got the talent to come back in games. Tonight, once they got the lead, boy, did they look confident. Boy, did they almost look cocky, and, and it was good. And, and, and yeah, 38-24 doesn't tell you this. If you just read the, the score there, uh, it wasn't that close. Well, that's good because it sets up a very interesting matchup next week because Dennis, Marine City, they win by 17 against Southlake. But I don't think this score tells the whole story. This was a dogfight, a game that late into the third quarter, I believe Southlake was up 36-33. And we knew it was going to be a close game. But I don't know if anybody thought it was going to be this close, Dennis. Well, I like the finish for Marine City. Uh, they scored the last 20 points of the uh, the game. But, yeah, I mean, I thought uh, the, the people from Marysville were, were talking Southlake's good. You want to hear the drive summaries for each team because it's wild. You ready? All right, this is how the game went, okay? Uh, Southlake. Turnover on downs, Marine City touchdown, Southlake touchdown, Marine City punt, Southlake punt, and now it goes into the, the extra gear. Marine City touchdown, Southlake touchdown, Marine City touchdown, Southlake touchdown, end of the half, and then let's see who started with it in the second the second half, Marine City did, touchdown, Southlake touchdown, Marine City touchdown, Southlake touchdown, Marine City touchdown, Southlake touchdown, Marine City touchdown, Southlake punt, Marine City touchdown, interception, punt, d- turnover on downs for Southlake, game over. Wow. And uh, we're hearing somebody was dumb and kicked the ball off to Marine City. They, they had a touchdown. And almost the second one? Yeah. Uh, it was, let me get this right, I believe it was Anthony Rafino, but let me double-check the stat. Uh, yes. Anthony Rafino, 82-yard kick return. Like, why? Paul Muscat had one for 26, so he was probably one broken tackle away. But why? Come on. You know that they're going to run the starburst. You know it is a annoyance to defend. Don't kick to him. Squib it. Don't give them the opportunity unless you are just completely overmatching them with talent, and not many teams are. On the ground, Marine City did some good things. You know, it's a double-edged sword when Zach Tetler is only your third leading rusher. It might ring alarm bells in some heads, but when Paul Muscat goes for 139 and Anthony Rafino goes for 107, that's good that you have other guys stepping up and taking the load off. And, and here's the thing. Tetler had 80 yards. When your right. third leading rusher has 80 yards, That's a really, I'm thinking you killed somebody. And Heslop went uh, 7 for 9 for 110 yards. Yes. That's a pretty nice day. So three backs for over 300 yards, and then you throw another 100 through the air. I mean, uh, nothing wrong with the Marine City offense, and I think – South Lake is maybe a little better than a lot of people. Uh, now I'm really interested to see this uh, South Lake Lamphere game and, and see who's the better team among those two. Well, I br- might be hedging towards South Lake right now. Well, here's South Lake. Brandon Cunningham, their quarterback, went 15 of 25 for 204 and two touchdowns. It, this is next week's going to be very interesting between Marine City and Marysville because. 
I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of confidence from Marysville side. And Marine City was in a dogfight this week. Granted, I think it says more about South Lake than Marine City. But next week will be a lot of fun. Let's not put the cart before the horse. Marine City wins. It wins a tough game on the road. We knew it was going to be tough. I didn't really expect this, but holy hell, it was boom, 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 trading touchdowns back and forth well, uh, the entire you know, game. Because uh, we were talking a little bit, and Coach Meyer said something very interesting when I said, oh, the Marine City and South Lake game is close. And, and he said, dogfights will make you better. Yeah. Dogfights will make you better. They will prepare you for the tough games in the playoffs. Or against your rival. So, I mean, you know, the, the fact that Marine City's coming in off of a very nice win. And, and again, uh, or Mary's is coming in off a very nice win. And Marine City, they won by 17 at Southlake. I know it was close for a long time, but when it counted, they did what they didn't do against Armada. Yeah, they put a team away. They, 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 they put Southlake away. So I, I kind of like uh, where both these teams are at going into uh, 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 the big showdown next week between Marine City and Marysville. Absolutely. Talk about a dogfight, Dennis. St. Clair beats Clintondale 12-6 in overtime. St. Clair's defense is still really good, but we got to get something more out of that Saints offense. Well, hey, I'm, let, let's take the win. Yes. Um, be, because the Saints actually – Considering how much they have struggled on offense, you know, they're two and two now. And had they done anything in week one offensively against Richmond, the Saints could be three and one because their defense has been that good. Yeah, and the thing I like about their defense is fourth and goal from the eight with eighteen seconds left, they get the goal line stand to force overtime. That Clintondale had a chance to win this game. Is it, uh, ju- is it just me, or has the last two years St. Clair been tough to score on inside the 10? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently, because, I mean, their defense has now given up, what, seven, eight, or 60 points, six, 59 points yeah. in four weeks? Dennis, any team in the area would take that. If you're telling me you're giving up an average of, what is that, just under 15 points, four, you're giving up two touchdowns a game on average, yeah, you're going to take that and hope your offense can get you the win. Um, they needed that win, uh, but their defense is really good, and their defense is going to have to carry them, but you have to find a way to get a little something. Peyton Ellis had the overtime touchdown, winning touchdown. I know they intercepted Clintondale in the – top half, I guess, of the overtime before they put the game away in the bottom half. I'm glad that it was Peyton because that's a confidence builder for him. Yes, I think Logan Ellis had the – I believe Logan Ellis had the first touchdown back in the uh, first quarter, yeah. I believe 17 – three minutes into the game, they scored the first touchdown. And then nothing. So – Hey, you take the win. It's a lot easier to correct mistakes after a win than it is a loss. But really good defense. Just need to get something out of that <laughs> offense. But, again, you take the win. You don't apologize for it. And, and you, you work on to the next week. Because they have either Lamphere. I believe Lamphere. Yeah, they've got Lamphere next week. So, uh, and I think they have to go to Lamphere. Yeah, their only actual <laughs> road trip of the year. 
Uh, and and Lamp Fear, I'm sure, will not be happy after this week's game at Marysville. So no. the the Saints defense will will get tested next week. But hey, I'd rather go there on a win than go there on a loss. Yeah, and a team and a test uh, tonight between North Branch and Almont. And North Branch passed with flying colors, Dennis. All right, and we'll talk about that and get to the highlights, too, because Brady was at that game in uh, just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. 
No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. North Branch, Elmont, I guess, was the marquee game in the uh, the BWAC on uh, Friday night. Although I'm sure Yale and Richmond would have something to say about hmm. that. But uh, at well, any two rate, undefeated teams are always going to yeah. be the marquee. And two teams that don't like each other that are the last few years have been at the top of the BWAC standings. Yeah, th- this was a, you know, we, we kind of circle four teams in the BWAC. And we're like, how much distance are there between these four teams or how close are these four teams to each other? And so far we've seen Croslex was 22 points better than Armada and North Branch 20 points better than Elmont. What does that tell us? I'll tell you what it tells us, but first, let's play the highlights. Let's hear how it happened, and then I got to talk to a a happy but a little bit conflicted Coach Furman after the game, but let's get to the highlights first. Second and four from the 15-yard line. Damasca takes the snap, handoff on the jet. Swash working his way to the far side, cuts inside, got the sideline inside the pylon into the end zone. Touchdown, North Branch, first play of the second quarter, and the Broncos find the end zone on the jet sweep. Second and goal from the six-yard line on the right hash. Wing T formation, three men behind Damasca. Swash goes in motion to the right, speed option. Damasca cuts up, slips one tackler near the goal line, and touchdown, North Branch. Will Damasca just got over the line. They, they jog up to the line. Furman, Batani, along with, I believe, Joka in the backfield snap. Handoff, Furman. He's trying to fight his way to the goal line in between the tackles. And did he cross the goal line? He did. Touchdown, Bryce Furman. Touchdown, Almont. We got ourselves a ball game. Under center, Damascus. Snap, handoff, left side. Chapman buries his way into the end zone. Touchdown, North Branch. On the near hash. Second and four from the 45-yard line, their own 45-yard line. Tamaska takes a snap, handoff left side. Henny bounces outside. 50, he's got room. 45-40 across the numbers. 30, 25-20, foot race to the end zone. Henny into the end zone. 55-yard run to really give North Branch the lead here in the fourth quarter. Cruz under center, snap, handoff, no play, action, fires left side, caught by Mizo at the 12, cuts inside at the numbers, breaks a, a tackle at the knees, he's still on his feet, tiptoes down the sidelines, inside the pylon, touchdown, Almont. First and goal from the two-yard line. Damasca under center, three backs behind him. Snap, turning left, fakes the handoff, gives the swash, up the middle, into the end zone, touchdown, North Branch. Celebration starting on the far sideline. As it goes official now, North Branch moves to 4-0 as they knock off Almont 34-14. North Branch played a very solid game. 
a very methodical, efficient game. We'll talk about that in a second, but I did get a chance to talk to head coach Jeremy Furman about the win and about playing his son in his senior year. Here's Coach Furman. Here with Coach Jeremy Furman. He's got a 34-14 win over Almont, and I think the, the word of the night was efficiency and methodical. Only six possessions, but you dominated time of possession, and you score a touchdown on five of them. The one you didn't, you fumbled. You have to be happy, five of six for a touchdown, and really just that has to be the blueprint for a North Branch win. You know, uh, yes, before I go there, I just want to, you know, shout out to my son Bryce Furman, fullback at Elmine. He uh, He's just a great kid, competitor, football player. Um, he's a better person, and, you know, the heart out there, and you know, he's raised on that sideline right there, Brady. So, just want to give a little props to Bryce and uh, you know his team, and but you know our boys came out tonight. Um, when we talk about you know especially two wing T schools, right? Mm-hmm. There's going to be limited possessions because we can we can control the ball and the clock and the change, and uh, so we have to all week. You know, being efficient. You know, don't leave something on the field. Uh, we did a few things we left on the field, some points obviously, but we'll correct those mistakes. But you know, the biggest thing to me was. Um, when they scored in that second half and we got the ball back, and I don't know how far the drive was, but we we put it we put the drive down and we went back. And you know, I talk to guys all the time. You know, games like this, like a heavyweight fight, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get punched. You're going to get punched hard. How do you respond to that? And you know, you get up, dust yourself off. You know, chin up, chest you know, chest out, shoulders back, and let's let's buckle up. Let's go do what we can do. And uh, you know, it is pretty nice when you know you're, you're senior dominated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Will Damasca, it's, it's his team. He's been here four years with me, and uh, his last words before we stepped on the field tonight was, Coach, we, we're good. We're good. And, you know, when you're, you're hearing your senior leader, that, that sense of calm and, uh, you know, with all the emotions going on tonight, right? So hats off to our offensive line. And uh, defensively, you know, they're a pretty solid offense. And I think we had a couple letdowns, they had a couple breakdowns. But, you know, defensively as a whole, you know, I think we played pretty solid ball. So uh, we'll enjoy this for 24 and then uh, move on, get ready for next week and uh, keep getting better and better. There's big things on the horizon. I thought you did respond really well. Felt like the first drive of the second half was going to be a big one. Almont busts a big play. They make it 12-7, to and you think it's interesting. But like you said, your guys r- went right down the field, scored, and, the, and Almont's two scoring drives were on big, explosive plays that got them in the red zone. But besides that, I thought your defense was great. And, yeah, you responded really well. Absolutely. You know, we uh, we missed a tackle on that one long run over here. Actually, we, actually down there too. We just we didn't tackle well, and we'll go back to work. We'll work on tackling without yeah. a doubt. But because in games like that, you 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 got to execute on both sides of the ball, right? And, and part of the game, right? Blocking and tackling, right? You have to do those well. And you know, we didn't do that well. And we didn't rally to the ball as well as we normally do. Um, so, you know, like I said, give them credit. They're doing some things offensively I haven't seen, but you know, our boys adjusted to it. And uh, you know, when we had to get it done. We got it done. Well, Coach, congratulations. Go enjoy this one. I hope to talk to you soon. I appreciate it, buddy. I really do. It was, like I said, methodical. Um, 34-14. But, Dennis, when you get six possessions, you fumble the first one, which half more often than not, fumbles are kind of luck-based. I mean, unless you get a guy going in there and intentionally ripping the ball out or trying to peanut punch the ball out, fumbles are kind of part of the turnover luck that people call it. So you lose the first fumble, and then you score on your next five possessions. Like I said at the beginning of that interview, this was the blueprint for how North Branch wants to win. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's not this this 
offense. You go, oh, you got to go watch them. It's so much fun. But it's exactly what they want. Four different kids score touchdowns. And they. I think they might have had, if you exclude the fumble, two or three negative yard plays the entire game. And in six drives, I bet you they ran close to 70 plays, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and they dominated time of possession, like I said. This is a North Branch team that is really coming into its own. And, yeah, it was 12-7 coming out of the half. Or, excuse me, 12 nothing coming out of the half. Elmont got the ball first. And, sorry, I'll back up a little bit. Shame on me. Right before the half, uh, North Branch got the ball on their own 16-yard line, I believe, with about four minutes to go, and you're thinking, okay, they're just going to go in the locker room. They got it to fourth and three or four at their own, at the near midfield, and they went for it. And they let Damascus throw a bomb down the right side of the field. And they get it to Mayberry. It was a nice throw from Damascus. Mayberry gets it inside the 20. They score to make it 12-0. And you're going, ooh, that's a big one. Almont needs to score to start the second half. They do. It's 12-7. You're going, uh-oh, those special uh, not getting the two-point conversions might hurt them. Uh-oh. Nope. North Branch right down the field score. And they stop Almont the next drive. They responded well. North Branch did everything you could have asked of them. That was a quintessential North Branch wing T-style win. So I asked before we got into the highlights, what are these last week's game between Croslex and Armada and this week's game between North Branch and Elmont? Do they clear the air a little bit or do I they still just want, create I more questions? I still need to see North Branch Armada. I think Elmont has is a half step behind these teams right now. I think North Branch is a, would be a favorite over Armada right now, but I need to see that game because Armada playing Cross-Lex and Armada playing North Branch, Dennis, you know that's two different game plans. Yeah. That's two different styles of football. I, I'm really high on this North Branch team, and tonight really added to my excitement because... They just it was metho- it was a dissection. It was surgical. They didn't do anything fancy, but they ran their offense. They got four to six yards every time. They hit one or two big plays, but they didn't need the home run. And yeah, it's for a lot of people it's a boring football game. But that's what they want. I mean, we've had Coach Furman on twice. He goes, yeah, people can say what we want about the wing tee, but as long as we're winning football games, I don't care what they say. Yeah, exactly. It's designed to play with the lead, and they play with the lead all all the time, it seems like. Yeah, and if you can't slow it down or if you can't at least stop it, then you're just it, – it was – I could – Tell the Elmont side, it was like a slow, bleeding death, death by a thousand cuts. Because any time it's like, okay, we need to stop, and it's second and six. Okay, come on, we need to stop. Third and three. Gain of five, first and ten. They got him to a third and 20 in, and Damascus threw his second pass of the night, a throwback to Swash, and he had two blockers in front of him, and he was there. And I think North Branch could throw it a little bit if they need to. Like, no, if Will Damascus has to throw it 25 times a game, it's probably not in their best interest. But he can probably throw it 10 times a game and at least keep you honest because they have guys on the head, on the edge, Mason Howe, Griffin Mayberry. Both are guys I wouldn't just forget about and say, yeah, okay, if they beat us, whatever. 
they're athletes, and they have guys in the backfield as well. Okay, anything else on this one? Yeah. Because I want to um, beat my chest when you're done here. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but you could tell Coach Furman was – he had his dad hat on too because it's got to be tough to see your kid lose in his senior season in a tough way because I thought Bryce Furman played really well for Almont. And, yeah, you could tell he was happy, but there was a little bit of conflictedness in there. And that, that's got to be a really odd feeling, coaching against your son. And you owe it to all the kids to, to, to win the game. But I'm sure there was a little part of him that was happy. He's like, if anyone's going to score against him, I'm glad it was my own. I think he was probably sitting there going, ah, I should have grounded him. <laughs> no, he was, he was very <laughs> proud of his son. So... I that, bet he wishes he had his son in his backfield. How how much better would that make North Branch? He he would be an addition, uh, yeah. an asset to any team. So go ahead. Um, you were the only one that trusted the Yale Bulldogs, and not only did they win, Dennis, they won convincingly for you. Yeah, Yale Park is not the place I want to go um, if if I'm a football team struggling for my identity, and that's where I put Richmond at right now. Um, I know that they had a, a couple of wins, um, but they're, they're kind of a heck, uh, Jekyll and Hyde kind of a team to me. Uh, and I, I thought Yale was was due and after two tough weeks against two tough teams. Uh, they got a 36-7 win over uh, Richmond, and, I, and I'm really excited about it because I was, I was the only one that believed in the Bulldogs this week. Um, although to your credit, you'd, you'd, you'd been a bulldog fan for the first three weeks and, and they Emily cityed you. Yes, they did. (laughs) Yes, they did. Um, first off, I want a quick note about Richmond. You say they lost, they don't have an identity. And I think a big part of that is Blake Esselink not being on the field. When you lose your emotional, your, your, and your leader in the play, like he's a guy everyone turns to a guy that, Hey. We can count, hey, it's third and three. He's going to make the tackle. Or he's going to fill the hole and bounce it. Or it's, or it's third and two for them. And they're like, we'll give it to Blake. And Not that he's their whole team, but when you lose your leader and your go-to guy, that does change the dynamic of things because it, it, it just it hurts when you lose that, that driving force. Yeah, he's the guy that's going to grit his teeth when the – going this gets tough and he, he's going to get tougher um and, and i don't know that they have too many other guys i, I really like anthony benetti uh, i think uh they've got something there i just think all the other pieces aren't in sync um they, they've, they've got to get benetti some guys that he can throw to and they need somebody to compliment him in the backfield um so that he can run a little bit more so the teams are, are going. And that was are, are going. We we have to take this guy serious enough that all of a sudden they forget Benetti can take off, uh, and that would make Richmond a much more dangerous uh, team. And I just I felt like Yale was to let's face it, I didn't think Yale was ready to challenge the BWAC Bigs, and they had to play two weeks in a row BWAC Bigs coming out of the gate. The the. The top four in the BWAC are all really stupid good. Yes, they are. But Coach Grunman was very excited. He was very happy for his kids, as he should be. Uh, I mean, 
you, Dennis, you, you saw the excitement at the scrimmage when we went there. When we had Coach Grunman on, you could tell he was excited for his kids. And he's trying to build a little bit of, of life into a program that has gone dormant for a while. And this is a win that gets everyone pretty happy. I believe it was their senior night, too. So they were excited. It was an emotional game. And not just to get a win, but to smack a team around. That's got like that's going to build the confidence and know Cross-Lex might be a long game next week, but enjoy this. Enjoy the win because you, there wasn't a, a formality that you win this game. It really wasn't. No, we talked about it in our last podcast that the, the this game is the game that you the for the winner, you can seriously talk about we have a chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, let's take a look at the rest of Yale's schedule because they do have a very real chance of at least flirting with the postseason. Okay, they have Cross-Lex next week. If they upset them, everyone in the state's going to turn their head. MLA City is the week after, and then the Algonac forfeit, which I believe they'll take. So there's a very real chance they're sitting there with four wins. Yeah, that puts going you to four wins. And then you have Elmont and Lutheran North. If you split those two, you're 5-4. and four. It's your first winning season since 2014. And you have, or at least, well, winning regular season since 2018, they'd have a chance for a winning overall season. But you could get into the playoffs at f- potentially five and four. And you're, that's a stepping stone for your program. That's a step up. And that gets more buy-in. Dennis, they have maybe the most quantity of kids. I mean, they have two JV teams. They have 40 guys on their varsity. Numbers are not an issue at Yale, and that's usually the first hurdle to get across. Yeah. Yeah. At any program, whether you're D1 or D8, getting uh, the right amount of kids out there and being able to have depth is step one, and they've already checked that box. So I, I just I think this is a nice win for Yale. Uh, big bounce back for Armada. This was expected. They beat MLA City 48 to nothing. But, you know, it, it wasn't just that last week's loss probably left a bad taste in their mouth. But they, they came out and they took care of him. It was 41 nothing at half. Yeah, they, they, they came out and said, mm, we're, we're, we're winning this week and we're winning impressively. And, again, it goes back to what we said on the last podcast that winning is the expectation now. You want to be a big boy. You want to be talked about in the BWAC elite. Guess what? I'm going to start holding you to that standard that, hey, when I'm nitpicking Marine City, I'm going to nitpick you. You had your years, the plucky underdog. Now, Coach Rowley and everyone on that staff expects to go to Cross-Lex and win. Whether we pick them or not, whether what everyone outside is saying, they expect to win that game. When they play North Branch, when they play Almont, which Almont's next week, that's a game they expect to to win, and that's part of becoming a, a tried-and-true program and part of becoming, like we said, a big boy in the area. That's all of a sudden. That Armada-Elmont game is all of a sudden a big football game. Yeah, because it's the two teams that lost their initial BWAC matchup, uh, with their big BWAC matchup, and you're thinking, okay, we might not get an outright title, but if we can keep winning – if with a little luck, we'll share a title. Yeah. Because it's going to be tough to go undefeated through the through the BWAC schedule. Whoever loses that game has no chance of a league title. Yeah. That basically says, okay, 
you were the next best in a really good BWAC because there are years where the fourth place team this year might have won in years past. Yeah. Uh, and Crosslex stays undefeated because Alkanak was the opponent this week. They couldn't find another game. Um, and so they'll take the win. And it it gave them an opportunity to Brady to go and watch North Branch and Almont, two teams they still have to play. Yeah. Uh, and they'll come back uh, next week out of the break with Yale, who I'm sure they had somebody at that game. It's, it's, a, ri- that. it's a rivalry yeah. game. I think they know what it is. I mean, you know all the storylines going into that one. Croslex just hopefully they focused on getting healthy this week because when they're healthy, Dennis, they are going to be dangerous. Yes. But they are in a tough, tough league. And I'm not going to say I'm looking to, ahead to week eight right now. That's a little bit in the corner of my eye. Well, you can do that. The teams can't do that. You can do that. So players don't listen to me, but (laughs) but, but fans and maybe the coaches, week eight might be a really fun game. Um, Anyway. Talk about, uh, I was a little nervous about health for Cardinal Mooney, but they got healthy. Uh, and congratulations Ding to... Ding uh, dong, the witch is yeah. dead, the witch is dead. They finally beat Shrine. The Cardinals snapped a 17-game losing streak against Royal Oak Shrine, and they didn't just snap it, Brady. They they blew it up 42 to nothing, and Brendan Hazen later had five touchdowns in this game, and we weren't even sure he was going to play. And they didn't, he didn't play in the fourth quarter. Well, yeah. good. They need they need to give him a little bit of a break. He's <laughs> yeah. Banged up. I mean, yeah. I mean, he plays so much that like you could tell he was. I mean, just the wear and tear of having to play all the time. That I'm sure he. he I mean, he's obviously fine. He's over a thousand yards on the year, and you don't get to there without having a good offensive line, a quarterback that is a threat to hurt you if you don't respect him. Yeah, and I mean, a thousand yards on under a hundred carries. It's one thing if a guy gets there and he's getting does it on 150, 200 carries, and he just gets the bulk of the workload. He's averaging 12 yards a carry through four games. I'm assuming whatever the Mooney rushing record is, as long as he plays nine at least nine games, he will have it and then some. I'm assuming the 394 or whatever they had him for against Seminary was is the single game record. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. But they also have nice pieces around him, and that's why he can do what he can do because if it was just the Hazenlater show, you're putting 11 guys in the box and yeah. daring him to beat you, and there's going to be more games like Liggett than not. But not only do they finally expel the demon of Royal Oak Shrine, they stomp him into the dirt, and also the Joe Cannell revenge game. Because <laughs> well, he was yeah, at Shrine for a long time. He, yeah, he's going to deflect this. Public, he's going to be very – He was, but inside, he's having a, a, a good night, and he's going to have a good rest of the weekend. Yes. I mean, yeah, he, he's really good. It's all about the kids. He's happy for them. But he'd be lying if he said he wasn't a, a little extra happy about this win against Shrine. And I think everyone at Mooney was a little extra happy because, like we said, there's always something about getting that breaking that streak. I can tell you – Wayne State hadn't beaten Grand Valley for a long time, and some years we, I mean, coaches will tell you they don't know how to handle it. Some years they make a huge deal out of it, and some years they try to act like it's another game. But everyone knows the number. When was the last time you beat them? How many games has it been? Basically everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, So now it's been 
zero days since Shrine has last beat Mooney, or Mooney's last beat Shrine. Yeah, and, and Mooney's got a real good chance next week to go to 3-0 and in league when they host Waterford, Our Lady of the Lake. Just uh, real, real quick, a couple of max scores. Uh, Chippewa Valley beats Anchor Bay 41-28, to and Lincoln beat New Haven 40 to nothing. That's 35 straight losses for the Rockets. Yeah. And then we'll go uh, up into the uh, thumb and see what happened uh, in the, the GTC East on Friday night. Plus, we've got some eight-man football. Both played uh, on Friday night and some games that will be played on uh, Saturday as well coming up. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello. 
This is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Well, the big match up in the thumb ended up not being that big of a match. And I'm not surprised. Ugly, really, really, really good this year. Because they went to Harbor Beach tonight, their arch rival, their arch nemesis, and the Bearcats won forty-two to nothing. Are you are you surprised? I'm not surprised actually. I'm not either. I mean, Ubley has one goal in mind. They really don't care about the GTC East title. They don't care about a district title. They don't care about a regional title. Now, those are all things they probably need to do to get to their actual yes. goal. Yes, well, they have to do all is, those things to get to their actual besides goal. Besides the GTC's title. But getting to Ford Field and winning. Dennis, I challenge someone since 2000 to find a more accomplished program that hasn't won the big one. And that's not a knock on Ubley. You can probably find any public school in the state, and it's hard to find a, a team that's had sustained success. I mean, Ithaca or Pawama Westphalia, but Ubley has been tier tier one of programs, and this year they brought everyone back. And the three and and0 Harbor Beach team that was playing really well, who were they scored on? They had given up sixteen, 16 points, points in, in three, three games, weeks. Yeah. Forty-two burger, bam! Thanks for coming by Harbor Beach. Thanks for the. Will win. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, and we've talked about it. Ubley has brought back everybody from a team that went to the semifinals. Two years ago, they were in the championship game, and they played a ridiculous Centerville team that Which, had like 10 shutouts. <laughs> in like 11 games. Uh, a few quick skedats. Evan Peruski, uh 12 carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Thanks for coming. <laughs> He's good. Yeah, and then third year starter, and then two touchdowns for Seth Marr. Yeah, uh, same names, same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, um, Aiden. Oh God, I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize. Um, Macawiak, I believe, two interceptions and one he took to the house. As long as it's not Michalak. <laughs> Um, I was not expecting that. So ugly, <laughs> just absolutely slams. Beach, again, I'm not surprised, Dennis. I I, I think Ubley has one goal, and I think it's to the point where everyone on that team knows that it, I don't want to say a disappointment because, again, that's not fair to high school kids, but they don't want – they're not concerned about anything else besides a state title. And now you look at Ubley's schedule. Beach was the one team who is going to be the team that Beach – that beats Ubley if it's not Beach. No one else in the GTC yeah, East. Yeah, nobody else in the GTC East. And their crossovers are Union Bill Seabwing, who forfeited their yeah, game. They're, they're and, not. and Reese. And and Reese is down this year. Yeah. Ubley is 
going at a at a torrid, torrid pace. Uh, Marlette picks up a nice win after getting throttled by Ubley, but that might again that's going to be a game you just go okay. What did they do besides Ubley? Yeah, like with Harbor Beach next week. What do you do besides Ubley? Because Marlette plays Beach next week. They're three and one. I'm actually a little intrigued to see what happens in the Beach matchup. They're excited about this win too, because I guess uh, this group of kids had never beaten Sandusky. No, like back to like youth football. They they had not. It's it was it was a good game. You know what the yardage was in this? You can't get much closer than this. 297 for Marlette and 294 for Sandusky. Isn't it interesting what a win will do for you? Because Sandusky got pasted in their first two games, albeit they played really good teams. What, Laker and Bad Axe, Laker right? and, and Bad Axe. But, I mean, they gave up like 101 points in those two losses. And then they, they beat up on Memphis last week, and now they come out and they, they play a, a tough Marlette team. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. I you were a little surprised how close this was, but no, this is a this is a nice stepping stone for a chance to Marlette get back in the playoffs and you're feeling good about potentially back to back playoff appearances. So good good for Marlette. Cassidy seventy, Memphis nothing. Cassidy uh won in week one, fifty to nothing, and then they had tough to tough a back to back tough losses. Beach got them last week. Uh, and I think Laker got yeah. him the week before, 39-12. Which, which Laker was a rival to because Cassidy was in that league last year. Um, so you knew something was was going to uh, to give, and the Red Hawks uh, gave two weeks of frustration to Memphis. You want to go through the few eight man games real quick? Yeah, Thursday Deckerville beat Genesee fifty six to eight. I had a feeling Deckerville was going to bounce back from uh, a bad loss the week before to uh, uh, the, the team from Toledo. Uh, nice win for uh, Peck on Friday night, beating Ashley 42-26. to uh, So since their week one loss to Brown City, I think Peck is undefeated since. Uh, and, uh, boy, I was hoping for the, the Tigers at CPS, but uh, North Huron beat them 22-8 on uh, Friday night. But uh, CPS is competitive in all their games. Yeah, Nick Lewis had the one touchdown for CPS, had 100 yards rushing Yeah, as he's well. been great this year. I mean, we don't talk about CPS at, at that length, but he might have 1,000 yards as well. Eight-man, a little bit different animal, but... Um, well, Lettner from Peck is closing in on 1,000 yeah. yards already. He's been doing really well, and that's a... That's a good win but, for Peck, too. Yeah, Lewis had like 260-something last week and five touchdowns. So Yeah, he's, he's a dude for CPS. Have three games on Saturday. Dennis, we're doing two of them, and it starts at noon when K-Pack goes to Avondale to play Oakland Christian. And if you like offense, Oakland Christian might try to air it out and throw it 40 times tomorrow. Yeah, this or is gonna, today when you're listening. This is going to be an interesting uh, game because – KPAC has been very competitive, and they've won a couple of games. Um, and they probably feel like they could have beaten Deckerville. And much like Armada, that's the mentality. It's not, well, all shucks were an eight-man. Well, Deckerville's a state power. Hey, we gave, we gave it the old try, and oh, we, we were close. We, hey, we got him a few. No, it's we, should, we could have beaten Deckerville, and we're going to have to play well to beat Oakland Christian, and Coach Novi knows that. And I like how he's attacking this game, and he's he's – He's very, very um, 
high on a lot of other teams. Even the Burton Atherton team, he goes, they're going to give teams fits yeah. in the Stars. Yeah, they're 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 playing. Atherton's been playing uh, tough this season. This is an intriguing game. Three o'clock kickoff on Stream One tomorrow. Brown City hosting Sutton's Bay. Sutton's Bay is two and one this year. They have been to the eight man D one finals the last three years in a row. Unfortunately, they faced Adrian Lenaway Christian in two of them, and they simply don't lose. In fact, what you said, they lost their first eight man game uh, on Friday night. Yeah, Lenaway Christian has been eight man since 2020. In 20, they went 11 and 0 and won the state title. And in 2021, they went 13 and 0 and won a state title. And they started off 3 and 0, including beating Toledo Christian, and then lost to Cologne or Cullen or yeah, who won, I believe, the title last year. They won it in 19. Oh, in 19 over Sutton's Bay. (laughs) So Sutton's Bay is an established program that's used to winning and used to going deep into the playoffs. And, of course, Brown City's off to a 3-0 start. They they have been the the darlings of eight-man football here to to start uh, this season, and they're playing really well. They've got a a nice one-two punch with uh, Affer and – the the other back whose name slips my mind now because it's uh, one o'clock Ford. in the morning. Ford, thank you, Clint Ford. Uh, Clint Ford, good basketball player. So they they they've got a, a nice lineup and they've been doing a lot of uh, good things. I'm really excited to see this football game because uh, Coach Cooper said by far and away this is the the toughest team that we've played so far. Absolutely, and you'll be on the call for that one at three o'clock, Dennis, because it is so late. And I was just looking at what Cologne, Colon, whatever it is, did. Do you know what their nickname is? Uh, no. How would you pronounce that? The, the Col- Magi. The Magi. Yeah, they're the Magi. I what guess I that? have heard that before. What is that? Uh, you're not familiar with your Bible and the three Magi? Gold, frankincense, and mirth. Oh. Is that what it is? Or yeah. Oh. Magi is a wise man. Oh. All right, so they're very wise there. Yeah. They play smart football. They, they play very smart football. Uh, Akron Fairgrove Merritt is the uh, other game on uh, Saturday at uh, New Haven uh, Merritt, uh, and that's a, an important game for both of those teams in the uh, the stripes. Merritt coming off like a big upset win at Bay City All Saints last week. Yeah. And Akron Fairgrove's been playing people tough. Yes, they have. So, Dennis, anything else? What are your final thoughts from this week four slate of games? I I was very happy with a lot of the results from a lot of our teams. Well, I mean, you know, PH and Northern win again. Marysville, Marine City, and St. Clair sweep. Uh, North Branch impressive in a tough game against Almont. Way to go, Yale. Yep. Because I went 9-1 and one in picks this week. Which is still your low mark for the 9-1, and 9-1, 10-0, I'll take it. Yes, you will. I'll take it. Especially since this week my loss was Marysville, so – Way to go, Vikings. Yeah, you're happy. I don't mind eating a little crow there. No. Uh, Armado with a nice bounce back uh, win. Mooney with a big win over uh, Shrine. Ubley keeps cruising. I mean, what more can you say? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, cruising is is a good way to put it. And we'll we'll set up next week because there are some big games next week. The slate of picks for you doesn't get any easier. 
as the weeks keep going on, but you but have the nice, been on the, it. The nice thing about it is, is that the picks are the same for you guys too. So. Yeah, well, I'm, I've already, I'm starting to mentally prepare myself that I have no chance to catch up because um, I'm like six games back. I don't know how I'm going to decide between PH and Northern. I may literally have to flip a coin. Okay, I may, I may do it while while we're doing the show. That riveting content will come to you <laughs> next week again, Saturday or today. And you're, if you're listening to this early enough. K-Pack, Oakland Christian at noon. Dennis has Sutton's Bay Brown City at 3. And then our Tuesday show comes out sometime in the morning. All right. Uh, otherwise, enjoy the rest of your weekend. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.